Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. I was really blown away by your response last week, everybody. I believe that last week's episode on imposter syndrome and perfectionism is quickly going to become the most listened to episode of all the times in the podcast. It's it's getting very, very close. So that is just reinforced for me, once again, what an important topic this is, how important it is to all of us that I want to continue this week in that same vein. We we started with shark punching, we went into imposter syndrome and perfectionism, and today I want to continue targeting our recovering perfectionists out there because that's where we're all at, after last week at least, and we're going to be focusing on a journey. We're going to be focusing on the whole spectrum of experience by getting away from having a fixed mindset and going towards a growth mindset. Uh, So having a fixed mindset, I I, I went into this a little bit last time, but we're gonna go into it more now. Having a fixed mindset, it creates this urgency that you need to prove yourself over and over again. And if you get any kind of criticism, it feels like it's more of an attack on your character and it's something to be avoided. We're human beings. We we are very we respond strongly to pain and pleasure. We want to avoid pain, we seek pleasure, and criticism makes it sound like oh something wrong with us. That's painful. We want to avoid it. So it makes it harder to hear it, makes it harder to accept feedback, and it makes it hard to learn anything from it. You might find yourself making the same mistakes because you're really resistant to anyone trying to help you because you don't want to hear it. So on the flip side of that, having a growth mindset is going to encourage learning and effort because if you truly, truly believe you can improve at something, then you are going to be that much more driven to learn and to practice so you can get really good. Criticism will be seen more as valuable feedback, something that you need. You can openly embrace it, take it into your heart and be like, okay, okay, this doesn't mean I'm a bad person. This doesn't mean I'm stupid or I don't understand what's going on. It just means I have something to learn here and now I can do something different going forward that's going to be more beneficial for me, more beneficial to me as an athlete, as a teammate, whatever it is that the situation is. So the beauty of the growth mindset is you end up with this passion for sticking with it instead of turning away from it when things are going wrong. You're going to want to stick with it, especially when things aren't going well. Because if you shut down, if you turn away, you might go into a spiral and more more mistakes might happen. More things that you're going to be upset about could happen. So uh, having this fixed mindset, 
we really kind of take it to ourselves that you just are this thing. And once you are this thing, you sometimes feel like you can't get away from it or you don't want to get away from it because it can be a positive thing or a negative thing. And I have a couple of stories to share that will show both sides of that angle. Um, I haven't really told many people this, so I'm kind of opening up this the story from my past that caused me so much pain and it didn't have to. It really didn't have to. So uh, picture me as an eighth grader. If, if you're not from the States, eighth grade, you're about, oh, what is that, 13, maybe 12? I was kind of young, so I might have been 12. Eh, one of those. Let's just assume I'm 12, 13 years old. And at that age, you know, they make you take like a health class. I wasn't super engaged with anything athletic. I had other interests at the time. I was really into creative pursuits. And I didn't see myself as an athlete, so I didn't go that direction. But I'm also a competitive person by nature, and I do want to be the best at things. Or if I can't be the best, I want to at least be reasonably competent. <laughs> I don't want to be... Um, you know, singled out for being terrible at something. I at least want to fit in, especially at that age, like you're in middle school, you desperately just want to fit in and fly under the radar and not look dumb because it's a weird age to be. And in this health class, this teacher, she was teaching us how to take your pulse. And um, I think I counted too fast or something because I had kind of a high number and I didn't know that that was a bad thing at all. Um, I, th I really think I, I missed count and just picked a higher number because I thought that would sound better, but she looked at me kind of weird and I realized something must be wrong with that. I don't know. Uh, I just kind of tabled it away for later. And then this one day she had us all go outside and run one lap around the track and then take your pulse. So she wanted us to compare our like resting pulse with uh, engaged pulse, you know, more active pulse after you've done something strenuous. And I thought I did pretty good because I, I wasn't last, I wasn't first, but I felt I was in like the first third of the class. And for somebody who didn't exercise, I was like feeling pretty good about myself. I'm like, yeah, I did it. I, I ran and I didn't stop and I ran really hard because my competitive side woke up even though I I'm, wasn't normally an athlete. And so she had me um, count my pulse and I thought that, uh, you know, I was doing it right. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I was really nervous about this lady at this point. Uh, she was not a super friendly person and caused me anxiety just to be around her. And I told her the number I had and this is what she said. Well, you're really out of shape. She said this loud enough for other students to hear. And I was mortified. I, I know I, I wasn't, you know, an athlete, but I felt like this brand had been put across my forehead. Like, Oh, you're out of shape. So even if I had felt encouraged by my running performance on this day to pursue more active things, I certainly didn't want to do it now because now 
I've been told I'm out of shape. I've been told that, oh, like, this is a label. This is what you are. You're never going to be good at any of these things. In fact, you shouldn't try because you'll be exposed to everyone else for being out of shape. I, you know, it's it was really upsetting. I I never pursued becoming an active person until I turned 20. 20 years old was when I started caring about my health and about being an active person and exercising regularly every day. And before then, I just didn't because I was worried I was going to look stupid, that I wouldn't be good at it, or that people would find out I was out of shape because of this one teacher. And it's it, it really bothers me now when I think back, because it's really easy to look back on this now and think she was making a joke. It was a really bad joke, but she thought she was being funny. I might have been bad at counting. It might not have been as bad as she was saying. There are lots of things you could look back on and say about it, but the take-home message for me was, I am this thing, and I'm never going to be able to change from being this thing. But that was completely, utterly wrong, because... Anyone who knows me in my life now personally listening to the story is probably really surprised because they probably never thought that anyone would have said this to me because I I am so dedicated to my own off-skates training and things I can do outside of practice to be better that no one would imagine that anyone had ever thought this about me, but they did. And it hurt. And it stuck with me for a long time. So we grow up with this fixed mindset, we've got these parents who want the best for us. They want us to be confident. So they say nice things to us about how smart we are and how talented we are, but they didn't praise our effort or the work it took to get us there. So if it's going to take extra work, we're not going to be as keen to do it because it, you know, we don't want that as much. We just want to be this thing, this, this positive sounding thing. I mean, look at even our education system. Uh, you know, if you make a mistake, you get red marks back on your test, your paper. This is how a lot of us were raised. Things might be changing now, but it, when I was growing up, it was always minus X amount of points on the paper. It wasn't until like late in my education where teachers started changing to, instead of like minus 20, it would be like plus 80 you know, for your, your percentage or whatever. They, they started looking at the positive instead of the negative so you could see how good you did instead of uh, how many mistakes you made, how many things to take away from you. And a mistake when you're in a fixed mindset feels like it's an indictment against your character. You get really defensive about it. You're like, what do you mean I made a mistake? <laughs> and it, it makes it hard to grow. Uh, so another story from my childhood, now we're, we're shooting ahead a little bit to 11th grade. I was taking AP physics. I was a quote unquote smart student, uh, which just meant, you know, my parents said I was smart. I really strived to get straight A's, you know, one of those people. That's what I did. And uh, I was taking this class and I was, I, I really had an affinity for math. I liked formulas. I liked okay, learn the formula and just input the numbers and you're good to go. I had no problem with any of that. So the whole first semester was the math portion and I aced it. No problem. No issues. I wasn't somebody who had to study very much, which, you know, please don't hate me for this. It's just the way it was. 
at the time and the way I acted. So then the second semester, it was theoretical physics. It was a lot more about ideas. And I handled it the way I did most things, which was, you know, memorize some definitions and then regurgitate them on command when you take the test. You know, that's all you got to do. Just, you know, copy paste, right? Just put it in your brain and then put it on the paper and then forget about it later. Well, you really had to understand this stuff. And when I got the test, I, the test for this, I was like, what are they talking about? Because they asked questions, you really had to have a deeper meaning to understand. They were coming at it from all types of angles and everything I memorized didn't apply here. And so for the first time in my life, I was making stuff up. Like I was just hanging on by the edge of my seat, just, just trying to get through this. And uh, at the end of that uh, semester, it was looking more like it was going to be a C. And I was like, oh, I don't get C's. I'm supposed to be smart. If I get this grade, I am not smart. What is wrong with me? Like, I don't understand that there's something flawed about me now. Like, it was, it was excruciating. It was horrible. But I was not going to take this lying down. I, I really cared about what my overall GPA was going to be because I had ambitions of, you know, college and things I wanted to do. So I studied. I studied my butt off for the final that year. And I had to put in a lot of time to try and figure out all that stuff that didn't come naturally to me. Like for the first time, I really had to work at something that didn't come naturally to me when it came to schoolwork. And I came out okay. I came out okay. I came out with a, a B plus on the final. And that averaged my overall grade for the year to a B. So I made it. I got through it. And uh, it was just a real test of my character. It was one of the first times I learned, like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to work really hard. And you can't rely on what you've gotten by with all these years, all these things that were so easy, so routine. Like, if you really want something, you have to put in work. You can't just assume it's going to come to you because it always has. If you, if something is important enough, you're going to have to go for it. So that's what has taken me to a place where I understand now there are no labels. There are, there is no smart, dumb, good, bad. It's all about just an entire spectrum of experience. We are all on a journey. I, uh, recently re-listened to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I like to listen to audiobooks and this is this is one of the ones that I like to pull out at least once a year because it really helps give some perspective. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. It's it's a story of um a man and his son uh going on a journey across the country on a motorcycle, but that's not what it's really about. It's more of like an inward journey of this man figuring stuff out and finding himself again. I know it sounds like really strange, but it, I, I can't explain it better than that because it, it kind of is that vague until you listen to it. But some of the quotes that I like to remember from this book are, sometimes it's a little better to travel than to arrive. 
you know, we, we get so fixed on that destination we're heading towards that we forget it's really about the journey that gets us there that makes it special. It's about all the stuff that goes into it. It's not about you standing on a platform with a medal at the end of the day, even though you might be using that visual to motivate yourself. It's about all those hours you spent in the gym. It's about all that time you spent dreaming and watching tape and planning and just everything that goes into it to get to where you want someday. Uh, another quote from this book uh, by Robert M. Persig, I should say that. It's Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, an Inquiry into Values. Another quote is, it's the sides of the mountain which sustain life, not the top. So that's another thing to think about. Like, let's say you get to your goal. Yay, you're up there. But does it really mean anything without all the stuff that went into it? Like, really, it's just, hey, you're at the top now. Yay. But it's, it was the whole story, the whole story that got you there. And everything is a story. We're all on a continuing story. Nothing is finished. Nothing's done until you're dead. <laughs> um, and I've got two more quotes. I'm sorry, this book's just that good. Another quote is, the real cycle you're working on is a cycle called yourself. He talks a lot about maintaining his motorcycle, but as you find problems in the bike, it, how you solve those problems helps you figure out your way, your approach to problems, how you work on solving problems. Are you stuck? Do you find your way through it? That sort of thing. And the last quote from this book is, is it hard? Not if you have the right attitudes. It's having the right attitudes that's hard. <laughs> Isn't that just the way of it? So once again, uh, let's talk just a little bit about how we were raised. Uh, I've got, an, sorry, I've got so many quotes today, but I found a lot of good ones when I was really oh, getting into this topic today. There's this book by Carol S. Dweck called Mindset, How You Can Fulfill Your Potential. And the quote is, parents think they can hand children permanent confidence like a gift by praising their brains and talent. It doesn't work. And in fact, it has the opposite effect. It makes children doubt themselves as soon as anything is hard or anything goes wrong. If parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is teach their children to love challenges, to be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. Boom. So that's the quote. So let's go back to that story I started last week about the figure skater. You remember I was talking about this skater. She was working really hard on all of her moves. She was gritting her teeth, getting through them. And she makes one mistake and then can't do any jumps for the rest of the time for open skate. It was a struggle. It was horrible. I could tell she was just kicking herself like, oh, I suck now. Like you could just see it. You know, you know when it's on somebody's face. She felt defeated, even though she had done so much to get to that point. So in thinking about all of these things that have been on my mind lately, when I approached her as she was gearing down, well, just taking off her skates, I just say gearing down because that's what I'm used to doing when people take off all their stuff. Um, I went up to her and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know you are 
being such an inspiration to me out there right now. I've only just started to learn ice skating. I've only been out here a little bit, but seeing how hard you're working, how much you're pushing out there, all of your practice is completely paying off. Like I can tell how much work you've put into this and it's, it's amazing. And you make me want to work harder. Thank you so much for being awesome today. And she looked at me and her eyes just, she was so happy. She was so happy. Like it completely changed everything in her face. She encouraged me to keep skating, to keep practicing. And her mindset about what had just happened, it was clear. Like it, it was, she had, she had moved on now. She wasn't kicking herself for that mistake anymore. She was thinking about all the other things she had done well and how she had made someone else's day by working so hard. And it was all about the effort, not the outcome, not that one little result. And like I saw her later as she was exiting the building and just, she was just beaming, just beaming. So if you're a parent, if you're a teammate, you know, if you're a person, a human being, when you talk to people, don't just give them compliments about how talented they are, how smart they are, whatever. Those things all sound nice and well and good. But if we can all make the effort to change that to praising the effort, the creativity, the resilience, the tenacity a person has, maybe that is really the step we need to take to move on from having a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, embracing all the work it takes to truly excel. And with that, we're going to take just a quick break from a sponsor of this podcast. Please listen, and I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So I haven't talked a lot about roller derby today on this roller derby podcast. It seems to be a little bit more of a human being improving day, but this is really important. We can apply this to ourselves as athletes. Let's talk a little bit about the emotions that we experience when we do a, an oopsie or a quote unquote mistake. So there are useful emotions you can feel when something goes wrong. You can feel hurt. You can feel disappointed. You can feel guilty. You know what? These are okay. These are all workable emotions. We can do something with these. You can grow from them. You can come back from them, but there are useless emotions too. And one of them is shame. If you make a mistake and you feel shame about it, then it just lets you wallow. You want to hide from the world. It makes you want to lash out at the world. But it's not going to get you any better, is it? It's going to get you stuck. And we don't want to be stuck. We want to be moving. We want to be always moving, always moving. And shame is just like somebody hanging on your foot. <laughs> keeping you in the mud. Like, you know, anger is a useful emotion. We can work with anger. It helps us fight back. It helps us get up. It helps, you know, somebody knocks you down. You're like, oh, I am back. I am ready. I am so ready to learn now. Like I am going to kick this situation's butt. <laughs> but, you know, there's other emotions too, like regret. Regret. It doesn't help you move forward, does it? It really doesn't. This is another one that keeps you in place because you keep looking at the past thinking, if only I could change this. But none of us has a time machine. So 
What good is that going to do? Just leaves us feeling sorry for ourselves. Pity is another useless feeling to have. It doesn't get you anywhere. Let's get away from self-pity. We're just going to do useful emotions. We're going to move forward. So whenever these things happen, look for the lesson you needed to learn. Figure out what it was. Figure out where things didn't go the way you expected them to go. Like think, commit to avoiding that mistake in the future. Like think about what you're going to do differently. Like there's this legendary basketball coach, John Wooden. You may have heard of him. And he says that you aren't a failure until you start to blame. So think about that. What he's saying is basically something happens. It doesn't go the way you expected. And you have this window of opportunity where you can learn from it. But if you decide to blame it on something, someone, the weather, the refs, what, anything, if you start to blame, then you are shutting down your chance to take something useful away from the experience. You're taking away your chance to control the situation by saying, oh, it was completely out of my control. Well, what were the factors you could control? Like, if there was a ref calling something and you didn't think they were calling it right, what were they specifically seeing so you can avoid doing that action in the future? Because it might be something that, you know, they've never seen before. You might have a miscommunication. You never know what the situation is, but you can try to figure out how to not do that in the future. So when we talk about just straight up winning, winning is something that's reinforced. Like people always, you know, when you're growing up, it was all about, did you win? But we didn't talk about the hard work, the progress, the effort, only if you beat the other person or the other team or the standard <laughs> of the test or whatever. But that doesn't always have to be the way it is. It doesn't have to be a win-loss thing. If we're looking for progress, if we're looking for growth, let me ask you, have you ever lost a game and felt happier than when you usually do when you win? Has this ever happened to you? Because it happened to me. Uh, I can think of actually multiple examples, but the one that sticks out in my mind was this game against a team from a bigger city. And my roller derby team was expected to lose and lose big. We didn't go in defeated though. We went in, we were ready to have the fight of our lives. We weren't going to let it go easy. They'd have to take the win. We weren't giving away anything without significant effort. And we did lose that game but it was by less than 50 points. Okay, this is a time before the death of the jammer lap point. So that's you, you all know that's not a huge margin. This was our home opener. And we ended up celebrating as if we had one because we beat the differential. Like, no one expected us to do that well. It was really early in the season. We were supposed to be still feeling each other out. We weren't supposed to be succeeding as a team yet. And so it felt really good to have pulled this off. It wasn't a W, but it was a win of a different sort, you know? Our definition of a win that day was beating the expectations of everybody else. And in that loss, we still 
got to learn like, okay, we can see clearly what's lacking in our game and what we need to work on for the next one. So when you're thinking about your own philosophy for success, embracing this growth mindset, we're embracing progress, the process. So what is it your standard going to be? Like if something was a success, what's it going to be? Is it going to be perfection? No, we already decided that doesn't exist. It's not going to happen. It's not possible. But if you are 1% better than last time, if you're 1% better every day, that's going to add up. That's going to add up big time. Like I'm like, I know I'm not much of an ice skater yet because I'm still learning. I'm working on it and I'm really excited about it, but I, I, I really just kind of want to come out of each session knowing I feel that much better on my ice skates. Like there's, I can feel it. I can feel the difference. I'm not, you know, in the middle doing splits in the air and amazing stuff like that, but I'm feeling more comfortable. I am working more on the moves that I can already do on roller skates. And it's really cool to feel that as I'm learning. I, I'm embracing, hey, just a little bit better every week. I'm only going once a week, just a little bit better. So mistakes are a learning opportunity. Either you, you win or you learn, right? There's not as much you can learn from a win as from a loss. So let's embrace that. The war is never over. You are always still fighting. And when the game is over, you are using this information to get ready for the next one. There's always going to be a next one. When we're talking about our standards, continuing to talk about that, it's not just that you won, but it's how you win. If you just go out there and, you know, take a dump on the track against a team that is uh, not as skilled as your team, does that really feel like a good win? No, <laughs> it doesn't feel like much of anything. You didn't progress. Like, even in a team where you outmatch the other team, you should be making progress. You should be executing things. So your win, when you're thinking about any game, whether you win or lose, you are winning if you are executing strategies that you've been working on in practice. Did you get lead because you're a quote unquote good jammer or because you worked your tail off on footwork skills and it's coming out of you on the track in game time? Like, did you know how to set up a situation on the track because you're smart or because you studied tape, you discussed ideas with your teammates and your coach and you practice what to do in this situation over and over and over again? Like, did you get that hard hit because you've been in the gym working your tail off so you would have strength and power and like exploding force when you come at somebody? These are the wins. These are the successes. This is the growth mindset. We are always looking for ways to grow and we don't mind it if people tell us that we've made a goof or there's something we need to learn here because we're like, yes, yes, give me more. Feed me, please. I would, I would like this. I would like to keep being more awesome every day. And you have given me a way to become more awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for this gift. I will take it now. We're going to get away from words like smart, dumb, good, bad, talented. Think about words like disciplined. That's a pretty awesome word. That word implies that 
you are committed and that when things get hard, you're going to keep going and that you don't back down. You don't get lazy or compliant. You're going to go for it. Like, how about focused? A focused person isn't sitting around on their phone all the time. A focused person is waking up every day thinking about their goal, thinking about the things they want to do in this world, the amazing things they want to accomplish, being a better roller derby athlete, being a better parent, being a better uh, whatever your career is. <laughs> that could be anything. How about being a better astronaut? Maybe you're an astronaut. I don't know. I would like to think that there are astronauts in roller derby because maybe they fly higher when they jump the apex. <sighs> so yes, being determined, tenacious, all these words are growth words. They're all amazing words. And these are all words that are not just, you know, a label. These are quantifiable things that are on the journey. Some days you're going to be more determined than others, right? But it doesn't mean you're not determined at all. No one can take that away from you. This is something you get to choose to be. No one can just tell you you're this. All right, before we get to the last part of our podcast today, where I give you a list that might come in handy to write down and put somewhere you can see every day, we're going to take a quick break where you can learn how to support the podcast. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jamma Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. And we're back. I really do hope that you'll visit the Threadless store. We've got new designs coming in all the time. I'm going to be adding three new ones this week. There was a new one added last week. And thank you to the people who have already come and shopped in the store. It really does help. It helps a lot for putting on this podcast. And so let's get back to the topic at hand. It sounds really like, woohoo, like, I don't know, kind of floofy if I'm just saying like, oh, we're all special and we're working towards a goal. It, it doesn't mean we're not going to try to win on the scoreboard though. <laughs> Let's still do that too, okay? Like anyone who says don't look at the scoreboard, no, look at the dang scoreboard. Like the scoreboard, that's not a word, scoreboard. It's still important. Trying to win is important. How you win is the most important, but keep trying to win. Don't just give it up because you're growing. That's not how this works. <laughs> you can still be competitive and have a growth mindset. Let's, let's keep that in, in mind. Results are important. We're not going to pretend that they're not. We want to win. We want to succeed. We want to attain our goals. The process of how we get there is what's most important. So I'm going to encourage you to go out there and fail harder. It's the only way to learn and grow. And if you want to learn quickly, you got to put yourself out there more, make more mistakes and get lessons from them. 
don't hold back. Keep going out there and learning because you're going to build up a tougher exterior. You're going to become a tougher person. You're going to be able to take things when life knocks you down. You're going to be able to take things when people knock you down on the roller derby track. You're going to be able to take criticism and be like, okay, yes, this, I'm fine with this. Like I, I'm really tired of any person that just says, I can't do something. I'm not good at this. I, I, this, you know what? No. Even, even the word yet isn't good enough to me. You can say, I'm not good at this yet, but you still had to say, I'm not good at this before you got to the yet. And the yet only feels like, oh, this is like a dream in the future sometime. Maybe someday, someday I'll be able to do a transition the way that doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> no, let's, you, I'm perfectly fine with, this is something I struggle with and I'm working my butt off on it. How about that? Let's do that instead of someday I'll get better. No, let's get better at it right now. It, we, we have a limited amount of time on this planet. Let's be awesome while we're here. It, even just a little bit of success, just a little bit of progress is enough to celebrate. Never stop working towards these things we can all do. Like picture your brain forming new connections. When you're embracing this growth process, this learning process, think about the scientific method. Like, okay, so I, I know I come at this from a jammer mindset a lot. I apologize for that. I'm not leaving out you blockers, but let's just say, okay, I'm a jammer. And I think if I enter the pack on this line that this might happen, but if I do this move, I might be able to overcome it. And then you go out there and try it. And you see, did, did it work? Did you get through? Like, if so, yes, it worked. If not, okay. Now I know that if I do this, then that happens. So instead, how about if I try the other line or going through the middle or what if I, you know, you have so many options. It's the same thing when you're a blocker. Like, where should I line up in the, in the beginning of the jam? Like, this isn't like, let's, let's line up this way against this jammer and it doesn't work as well. And you're like, okay, you, you come back, you're like, all right, what we've learned from that is we need to communicate more. I want to line up uh, over here instead of there, and let's try it again. Isn't having a game a beautiful time to learn? <laughs> we all have to learn, or you're not going to make it through the game. Like, that's when you're embracing the growth mindset the most, is just in the moment. Ugh, it's so wonderful. You really do have to work hardest on the things you love the most. If you love it, you're going to work harder for it. That's how it is. All right. I promised you a list and here we go. You might want to write these down and put it somewhere that you can see. Number one, there are no failures. There are only results of my actions. Number two, there are no mistakes, only actions that produced unwanted results. Number three, in every mistake, there is something to learn. There is gold there. If I learned, it's a win. Learning from losses is a win. Number four, I can only control my effort, attitude, and mindset. Number five, I am not my accomplishments or my mistakes or my past. I am me. And number six, 
I am going to make a conscious effort to choose to reinforce tenacity, effort, creativity, courage, and resiliency in my life. I am not perfect. There's no such thing as being perfect. And on that note, I want to say we're coming to the end here. Be persistent. Do not give up on a goal because you don't get there right away. Come at it from another angle. Adapt. We're all going to keep growing. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I want to encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. Uh, but we can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. Thank you again. We got more ratings this week. Really appreciate it. It helps so much. If you have just a moment, all you have to do is open up the episode on your phone. Just scroll down a bit and see those stars. Punch those stars. Punch, punch. Punch those stars for, for goodness. And if you have a moment, just write a little something, something to say what you're enjoying in this podcast, what you'd like to hear more of. Tell me about you and your needs. I really do want to put out something great into the world for everyone to enjoy and learn from. And uh, you can also follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle with the number four. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. I have been tweeting during lobster roll this weekend taking place in Boston. If you haven't been watching this tournament, tune in. You can probably still catch a game or two. It has been a super fun tournament. Uh, Boston hosting their first tournament ever, along with Naptown, Dublin, Sacramento, and Houston. All of these teams are very closely ranked, and every game has been very close for portions, if not the entire thing. And there have been heart attacks given <laughs> to the audience. It has been really enjoyable to watch. Tune in, check it out. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the podcast, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com. Send us a DM on any of the social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. Thank you for coming back to listen this week and telling your friends, please keep doing it. Let's get the word out there about our little podcast. We have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.